Welcome to the Superhero of Love podcast. I am Bridget Fonger. I wrote a book called Superhero of Love, Heal Your Broken Heart and Then Go Save the World. That book is going to be out in January 2019, but I didn't want to wait until that time to start talking to superheroes of love. And guess what? Here's the news. You are a superhero of love. And through talking to other superheroes like yourself, tapping into that little superhero inside of you, I'm hoping that you and I and all of us start feeling more and more like superheroes of love, meaning that we love and are loved more than ever before. So welcome. Let's get this party started. Welcome, superheroes. We are here today with my lovely, amazing friend, Carol Woodliff, who I have actually featured on this Superhero of Love podcast. This will be the third time. So Carol helped me, literally physically helped me launch this podcast by teaching me about audacity and teaching me about podcasts. And um, I also um, had her as one of my first guests. And then we featured her Love Forward talk a couple weeks ago. And then today we are talking to her again, Carol Woodliff, shaman and author of 1.5 million books, actually three books, but we will hear about those books in a second. Welcome, Carol. Hello. So happy to be here. This is going to be fun. We're doing video. <laughs> first video. <laughs> it's very exciting. Okay. So the reason that we were in inspired to have this little chat on the podcast today is that Carol and I recently had a an incredible jam session <laughs> jamming yeah. ideas jamming heart heart filled ideas heart powered ideas at my house a few days ago and from the moment that we actually put it on the calendar to through that meeting and to today, the effects of that meeting are so profound that we wanted to share it with people. And we also wanted to share, this is a little bit of an announcement that we're going to be offering a course for other people that will kind of mimic what we did that made such a big difference in our lives. I'm so excited to not just be chatting about this by myself and not having a witness. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> So Carol gets to share her experience of this too. So you know, it actually really worked. <laughs> it was, It is amazing when you come together with an intention and you're opening up, which is what we did, how things can shift so fast and how much you can see. So we're excited to share about it and we'll see where this conversation goes today. Because yeah. it could go some surprising places. We have an idea of where we think it's going to go, but you never know. <laughs> right, exactly. We had an idea of where that meeting was going to go and we, did, we didn't know where that was going to go either. So let's um, take a few steps back and tell you why I called Carol exactly one week ago today, actually, that we're recording this to ask her if she could come over and have a jam session with me this weekend, this past weekend. I have been stuck or feeling like I was stuck at least, feeling like my feet were not even in mud, but feeling like they were in cement because I was full of fear about all the things that I shoulda, coulda, shoulda and coulda, that's it, shoulda, coulda been doing for my book since it came out in January. 
So my book came out January 1st and I hit the ground running and I was really active writing articles like every day and having as many events as I could and talking to people about it and spreading the word being on social media a lot. And then I had a couple of life circumstances pop up. One was I had to kind of halt my life in a way and focus on creating an Airbnb suite in my house, which has been something that I've been working on for two years actually to come to fruition. And all of a sudden it was like, now is the time, this has to happen now, immediately go. And it was an intense several weeks of doing that. And then I immediately, from the moment it was done, the very next day, I went on tour with my teacher, Master John Douglas. So I've been crisscrossing the United States since that moment. So that means that there were several weeks. I was continuing with the podcast. I was writing as much as I could. But there were a lot of shoulds going on in my life And I was comparing myself with people. I had a lot of negative conversations going on in my head. And Carol's face kept popping into my brain. (laughs) Like, because I knew that I needed support on this. I knew that I needed to buddy up with somebody to create some more powerful conversations. So take those negative conversations and create some possibilities out of them. And so Carol's I was, Carol's face kept popping up and I was like, oh, I don't want to burden her with this. I don't know if she's in the same place as I am. And then something just said, call her and see if she would benefit her too. Cause I wanted it to be a win-win for both of us. And then Carol said, yes. And now let's let you tell them where you were when, when you received my call. Well, I had totally backed off from everything that I was doing because I felt like like my life had gotten far too busy. I had far too many plates spinning. Um, and I didn't feel like I was making progress on anything because I was hopping from one thing to another. I do healing work. I'm a writer. I was coaching other writers and editing other writers' books. I was working, doing marketing writing for a company. I was, you know, I was all over the board and I was literally exhausted, not just figuratively exhausted. I really needed some time off. And I hadn't given any energy to another part of myself, which is the performer, the speaker, the um, Bridget and I both have in common that in our past we have acting and theater backgrounds. And part of me, part of me was calling, calling that forward to come into my life in some way, shape or form. And I had been thinking about a one woman show. And then when we did the love forward talk, I was like, Carol, you cranked out that Love Forward talk in like three weeks, and I'm really proud of how that turned out. Yeah, let me interrupt and just say, let me interrupt and just say, if you haven't seen Carol's Love Forward talk, um, hit pause, go see it right now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's on the Superhero of Love YouTube channel, and it is extraordinary. And not only did you write it in a three-week period, but you memorized it and um, created a performance out of it, which is just, you know, is breathtaking. Yes, bravo. So I was like, so whatever this performance piece, this one-woman show, this thing that's trying to come through me, I want to give that space. So I had all this stuff and I just sort of stopped for a while and just worked my day job. And then I... um, pulled in starting to do a theater performance workshop. 
And one of the things that has always been kind of in my mind is I always felt like I was a person who I had parts. I had the theater part. I had the writing part. I had that. And I was like, this is exhausting to keep all the parts in parts. So I wanted to come <laughs> up great. with a way to have it be integrated mm -hmm. and not be um, Carol being the plate spinner in the circus. So, and, and that I was really working from passion and what lit me up rather than a whole bunch of shoulds and a whole bunch of have tos. And wouldn't it be a good idea if, and I was like, you know what? It doesn't even matter if I solve the issue, but if I start playing in that realm of the higher vision and where I would like to co-create with spirit, as opposed to where I have to muscle and work so hard with everything because I love Bridget so much and I know her mindset. We have different training and different background on things, but the mindset when we work together and when we talk to each other, it's similar that we can brainstorm and we can work with each other because we have some basic premises in common, like wanting to come from love and mm -hmm. wanting to create something that's good for us, but that's good for the greater world. So I was excited just to come and I didn't really have big expectations. I was just like, yeah, it's time. I pulled way back. I sat back for a while and now it's time to start thinking from a bigger picture, more connected, more spirit-based picture about what I'm going to create, not about out of, um, that anxiety or that I've got to get something done more right. from that more grounded. This is what I hope to bring to the world. So that's why I showed up. Yeah. Um, I loved how you said, uh, that we have all these, we have similar things in common and we have some basic premises that we both jump from. And one of them is that we both, um, even though I just, I said I was stymied by my negativity, we both don't, we both want to not make the negativity wrong, but dive into it and see what's there for us to get out of this, to create some movement and positivity. So it's like not, I never feel when I'm working with you and I hope you don't either never feel shamed or made wrong, or it's like, yeah, this is like we're having a human experience <laughs> and like how can we transcend the uh the humanity of this and get to a higher place together. That's I always well, feel like that's where you take me. And that's, you know, for me, the people who I admire are people who don't shirk how hard it is to be human. You know, who mm -hmm. aren't up in that oh, it's all in spirit and it's all going to be okay, but are willing to look at what's going on in their life and say, this is hard, or I'm challenged here, or, you know, to be perfectly blunt, this sucks, you know, but, but with that vision that there's also a part of us that can lift us up and get us through that, that we're not, we don't have to be stuck in that. So it is really true. And that's, really what my first book from scared to sacred was about it's about that dance between 
our humanness and our higher self, our spirit voice, our, you know, that, and how we can, you know, we're in this life and tough stuff comes up. The book was written at a time when my mom was dying. You know, this is not a, you know, light subject, you know, and it was my relationship and healing that relationship with a mom who was a good mom who, but who was a human being and, you know, with her wounds and her trauma from her life, um, did things or said things that in my life I interpreted in a certain way. Not saying she meant to it in that way, but there were wounds and traumas mm -hmm. from that that is part of the thing. Just to look back to, to the Love Forward talk, which is what yeah, I talk exactly. about. I was going to say, that's what this is, the Love Forward talk is, talk is, is about. Beautiful. It's about yeah, yeah. that healing of generational trauma, which in the work I do with clients and the work that I've done for myself, I have found that to be a really powerful thing because it isn't just what you've experienced, what I've experienced personally. It's what I bring in that my family's experience, my family, you know, generational experience. And, you know, if you believe in past lives, there's also the soul experience of what your soul has experienced throughout time. And we're not just here in a vacuum of what we've experienced, you know, ourself we're in a community of people all of which who have experiences and we're all pinging off each other so um so as, as i put it we're all our our hearts are all bumping into each other all day long <laughs> so to talk with someone who gets that and isn't trying to avoid that to me i think is is one of the key things that can help us on our hardest days because we want to be heard when it's hard and one of the things that Bridget does really well for me is I can call her and she can call me and be like okay I'm really struggling here because either I'm being hard on myself or mm -hmm. something happened in my life that mm -hmm. is just you know right now is tough and what do I do mm -hmm. and to have someone say you know, maybe you don't have to do that right now, you know, yes, you know, maybe you don't have to get that all done or maybe it, you know. I love it when you take something off my plate. That's one of my favorite things that you do. <laughs> like, let me take that off your plate. Let me help you. It's sometimes one of the concepts in my book. That's my favorite concept. Like if somebody ever asked me what my favorite concept, whenever they do ask me, I always say it's the love, love, um, love league, which is, um, gathering a posse of friends to help support you in whatever you're trying to get through, whether it's one person or a league of people. And um, you are definitely in my love league. And uh, I, 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 some, the biggest thing that your love, can, the love league can do is help you either lift your heart or lift your to-do list you know, or lift things off your to-do list. Like here, let me, I know that looks like a heavy thing over there. Let me help you. Let me give you two more hands to lift that thing off your to-do list. And so I really appreciate that. Yeah. So, and we kind of in the conversation we had on Saturday, we did a lot of that, like we're, just organically some of those concepts like we talked about shame where like when we think we should have been doing things yeah. and we think and I think both of us have this sense and I know a lot of the people I work with have this sense that they came here with 
not a little mission, but a big mission, that they have a lot of gifts that they're were gifted with and that they feel like they want to go out and use those gifts in a way that betters the world. But we'll put such expectations on ourselves of what that looks like or how fast that has to happen that we can actually exhaust ourselves and then when we can't get it all done then we feel shame that we're not good enough or we didn't do enough or all of that sort of stuff so to be able to get that and name that and name those things that are kind of going on underneath and say you know what and a lot of times it comes with tears because it's like, oh my God, I feel so, I, I just can't, you know, yeah. I just can't do this. So it's, it's really powerful when we can have a friend, a group, somewhere where we can own those pieces and those themes mm -hmm. that can really stop us from um, living life fully. Because it isn't about a to-do list as much as it is about how we're going to be as we do the things we want to do. And if we're, our to-do list is making us crazy and making us unhappy and ashamed and not feeling good enough, then we're trying to create out of that energy. And as I think I said on, in our thing, you can't create out of scared. I was just going to interrupt you and say that was my favorite quote of the day. You can't create out of scared. And again, the title of her book is From Scared to Sacred. So yeah, talk about that. I love that. Well, I mean, the thing is, is when we're in fear, everything constricts or when we're in shame or when we're thinking we're not good enough or whatever, however you label that scared. I call all of those scared. I'm not going to measure up you know, scared, mm -hmm. or I'm not up to this challenge, scared. And, or I got to make some money this week, scared. Right. You know, for entrepreneurs, that's a big one. You know, I got to get some cash and the, the rents due or the mortgages due, and I got to get some cash. And when you're trying to create and attract out of that energy of scared, it's so constricted. It's almost like the universe and everyone senses it. Right. So, and what you're trying to do doesn't flow. Um, I've, you know, in previous points of my life, tried to create courses, which were great courses, but I was in fear. And, you know, I get two people to sign up for a course that, you know, could have had, you know, 30, 100 people in it, but and it wasn't worth running for two people. Right. Yeah, it was an event class, not an online class. It was somewhere where there was going to be right. you know, cost to yes. rent commitments. <laughs> and it was like, no, I can't do this. So that idea of creating out a vision or love or service versus fear and scared, scared doesn't work too well, like really well for a creation motive. And it might work short term, but it puts you on that hamster wheel that puts you into exhaustion rather than flow. Yeah. The other thing that it doesn't do is it doesn't allow the divine in. And we talked a lot about that on Saturday too. So, so just to give a little bit of a recap, first we started that day by looking at all of our negative conversations and what was stopping us. And then we turned after we had 
kind of flesh through things and we'll, we'll help people flesh through things when we do our course. But after we fleshed through these negative conversations, some of them um, going back to childhood and those shadow selves that were screaming in our ear rather than, um, <laughs> than the positive divine uh, messages that we would love to be hearing. Um, then we moved into creating, into talking about what lights us up. And in that conversation and uh, about talking about what lights us up and what, what our natural gifts are, which means that when we feel like we're in the flow of life and we are connected to the divine, what does that look like? What's the natural light that emanates from us? Not the, you know, we're not cranking the light. It's just this natural light that emanates from us. And we all have those gifts that naturally light us up. And, um, but that tapping into the divine, and I was thinking about it afterwards, I literally felt like I had a jet pack put on my back as soon as, as I called you. I, I mean, I, I didn't even know if you were going to say yes, but it was like something shifted in me just making the call and saying, I'm reaching out for help to get out of this negative space. And something shifted in me and I felt like I got energized. And then all these these uh, really amazing ideas. And we can talk more about that in a second, but I really felt like I had, I had stepped into that place of divinity also. Right. Like, like I had been like, it's almost like the angels had been saying all along, will you please call Carol? Will you please call, will you please call someone to get some support? Will you please go out and get some support? You don't have to do this all alone. Cause that's one of my, one of my shadows says that I have to do everything alone and there's nobody to help me lift that thing off my to-do list. So um, I felt like a jet pack was on my back and in that jet pack is, is, it, it's, it's just to me in my, in my mind's eye, it's just this glowing golden light of divinity. Right. And it's now it's now I've got it on my back and it's empowering me every day. And it's so interesting because often I find for myself and I know for clients of mine, when you, when you set an intention, whether it's like, you're going to think you're going to have a healing session or you're going to set a coaching session with someone because you need help or this meeting that you have, just setting the intention starts the energy and the synchronicities and all of that going. The healing energy starts, you know, if you say, if you call, I just had a healing session and, you know, I could feel from the moment I booked the appointment, things starting to work because the type of healers I work with are people who are very committed that it isn't them doing the healing, that it's the divine flowing through them. I don't like to work with healers who are, you know, think they're the healer because, you know, that's, that gets kind of, um, you know, first of all, I don't want to take their energy. You know, if they're, if they're using their own energy, then that's not a, a uh, um, reciprocity type thing. They're a divine exchange. exchange right. Not a divine exchange. Yeah. So if the divine's flowing through them, if the divine's, you know, and they're going to call that energy in, it comes in before we even sit down on the phone or I go to that office. And I know with the clients, the healing clients I do, 
a lot of times, you know, they'll tell me, well, I told you what was going on over the phone and I'm not even sure I should come today because it's like already better. Right. You know, and I'm like, yes. I'm like, well, I'm sure we can go deeper. There's probably more, but I'm glad you're experiencing, you've gotten some relief. And I know both of us came in and we said, wow, can you feel the energy of the power of this? Yeah. Because we were already feeling it in the thing. And actually, Bridget, I didn't tell you this is a client who I haven't heard from in a long time sent me an email that I missed that came on the night that you, that we agreed that we were going to meet Wow! for a long time. And I was like, and opening up with a whole new process for her and wanting to, um, you know, wanting my input on that. And I was like, wow, you know, I'm cleaning up email and I'm like, I missed that. And isn't that the night that Bridget and I decided that we were going to um, meet? And then it was. So it's those sort of things that start happening. I had that- a, I had the same thing happen, which is that I made some, the podcast made a like empowering women's podcast list or something. That email came in that exact night as well. The other magical thing, let's, let's talk about all the magical things that happened just since we did that, because that's why we're doing this course, you guys, because just even, you know, like the minute that you sign up for the course, this magic is going to start happening. And then it just, it just, it keeps getting more and more incredible every day. So um, after I, I made the decision to call you even, like I hadn't even called you yet, um, I I, it popped into my head to do a um, book giveaway for my friend and your friend, Jen Pasteloff's new book. I was like, I want to give away copies of her book. I want to support her and start a little contest and get people talking about her book and why they would want a copy of her book. So, and it popped into my, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do a book giveaway. So that's fine. Like on social media, do a book giveaway. But all of a sudden it popped into my head, what would be way, way more powerful than that is to share the audio from her Love Forward talk um, um, and and pair it with that, which is so much more powerful because for the people that haven't heard of her, they get to hear her and then they get even more interested in the book. So that idea, that, that jetpack on my back, come on, that is a divine that is really divine. I mean, and okay. some people that are listening are going to say, well, I'm not smart. And I would have thought of that too, but I didn't. And I know that that was divine intervention. <laughs> and I just need to, I, uh, we're going to do another aside. Yeah. If you don't know Jen, if you haven't yeah. listened to podcasts or checked out her Instagram or followed her in any way, she is one of those people who is so open-hearted and so real and so living from her authentic, yeah. you know, some days I don't feel good and I don't feel like I'm a good mom. And other days I, you know, the, I have these amazing things happen, but she also really sees other people yes, and sees the pain. And, and what listens, I lo- as she says, listens fiercely, which is in the the yeah. subtitle of her book yeah. uh, listens better than anybody I've ever met. I think just, you know, she's completely listening with every cell of her body, body and, you know, supports 
women who've had amazing, you know, awful tragedies and losing children. And, you know, it's just like, she's so heart centered in how she looks at the world, but she's also like, you know, her tag, one of her taglines is don't be an asshole. So, <laughs> you know, anybody who thinks that spirituality or living from your heart means you're going to be soft and not fierce really needs to check out Jen, because I just, I really, I really love how she's showing up authentically as her. Now, that's one of the things where you can get into comparison and go, oh my God, Jen has X number of Instagram followers and yes. Jen's book is headed for the New York Times bestseller list and all that. And on my good days, I'm just like, oh wow, I just want to take what she's done for herself and emulate that as far as showing up as me 100%. Mm -hmm. On bad days, I go, I do the shame thing. I do yeah. the... Oh, um, one of the things Bridget and I talked about is From Scared to Sacred was one of those books that had a life of its own and it had all these magical synchronicities that happened. For example, I needed, I self-published this book because it's part memoir, part kind of channeled lessons I got from my intuitive soul voice. And every time it went out to publishers, they were kind of like, we like it, but we just don't know where to put it. We just don't know what to do with it. And I, it felt like it was ready to be birthed. And I didn't want to try to wait another two years to try to find it a home. So I self-published. And I did really well with what I did as far as promotion. And it was a finalist in an indie spiritual book award competition. And it, you know, it has, it has a life and it still has a life of its own. Going back to um, what you were talking about, um, the synchronicities since we started meeting. Yes, yes. Um, I just got my Amazon, you know, sales thing and it's selling in Australia for some reason. <laughs> you know, I have no idea. I haven't done anything in Australia. I'm not promoting in Australia, but I've sold, you know, several copies last month in Australia. So, you know, it's like those sort of things that happen. And um, one of the synchronicities in that book is I was looking for to design my own cover. And I will admit, I am not a graphic artist. I have a graphic sensibility, but I can't put it together. I can talk with an artist and talk about what I want, but I can't execute it. So I started pulling clip art on Pinterest. So I would have something to say, I like it to look like this. I like this color palette, you know, mm -hmm. that. And there was this one painting called Dancing Tree Spirits that I loved, but it was too intense. It felt more like being tossed around by the wind mm -hmm. as opposed to that. But I, I kept going back to that picture. And I was like, uh, you know, I'll put that in the thing, in, in my clip art. I really like something like this. And then I was talking to a friend who had been to a gallery opening and loved all the artist's work, but all the paintings sold right away. And she didn't even have a chance to buy anything. And she was talking to the artist and the art artist said, well, I won't redo something that I just did, but if you want to commission a piece and tell me what you're interested in, I'll do art for you. Wow. And I went, I might be able to commission 
that woman mm-hmm. who did that dancing tree spirit painting to do my book cover. So I did some research and I found her and she lives in Cornwall, England. And I found her email address and I sent her this email like, hi, you don't know me. <laughs> I'm in Los Angeles. I'm writing a book and, um, you know, I don't know if I can afford you, but I love your painting and could we maybe talk? And she sends me back an email and she's like, oh, love, this is so interesting. I was at a psychic fair and a psychic said, you're going to be working with a shaman. And she says, but I don't know any shaman. And then my email comes in asking it and it's a shaman author coach. That's great. So that's and great. Annie did an amazing, Annie Roberts is the woman who did the cover. And, and it's a beautiful cover. It's a beautiful cover. And, you know, that connection was so easy. You're, you're, you're reminding me of something that Pinterest is such a great place to set intention. Like that's a great, that's busting a move that is setting an intention, right? Right. Uh, as, so so as I wrote this landscape. book. Yeah. And about from scared to sacred. And then I got to the edge of my comfort zone. And there were so many more things I could have done with that book. And I would get intuitive hits about what I could do with that book. And I just got scared and I mm. rolled it all back in. Right. And I was like, you know, and then, you know, the book sales kind of stopped and, you know, and I went back to a day job and, you know, I kind of hid in a cave of, um, it's scary based on those shadow pieces of, you know, that we were talking about and that we talked about. It's scary to be out there. It's, you know, owning, you know, our light, as Marianne Williamson would say, you know, scares us. And mm-hmm. you know, those la- that we talked about lanterns and how we're going to hold our light and what yeah, we're we were talking. There. Let's let's talk about the lanterns for a second. This will be part of the class too. <clears throat> is um, just the listing. I had this image of lanterns hanging from an umbrella. So you have this aerial view, this huge umbrella that is your life. And there are these beautiful colored, in my mind, lanterns that are hanging from this beautiful aerial view umbrella of your life. And they each hold those things that light you up and the things that light you up then light up your world. So we talked about what our, our, our lanterns are in our life and, uh, just in tapping into them. So like you were just talking about how you rolled back in, in the fear, you rolled back and now you're rolling back out. And I think that that's like so normal to have to, you know, like, it's like almost like rolling up the red carpet. Like, okay, I'm not ready to be out on that. And then, and then, okay, let's roll it back out. And a lot of times if they like, there's, there's just no shame in asking for support in rolling that red carpet back out because also like, especially when you have some momentum and you feel like, oh no, I had that momentum. I should be able to just go in reverse, tap back into that momentum and, or, 
um, people just assume because I had that momentum, all is well. So it'll be weird for me to ask them or whatever conversations you have about asking for help. But it's, it, it's asking for help is, is going to help you relight those lanterns, dust off the dust on them and <laughs> make sure that the uh, light bulbs are burning bright. So, well, let's talk about some other uh, magical things, speaking of lanterns and lighting up our world. So I, I'm going to go back to the, um, the book giveaway that I did. So the next magical thing that happened from that, which happened from saying I was going to call you, was the next day, my friend Patty, who is an amazing designer, who I've also interviewed on this pad podcast, Patty Paglia from Waxing Poetic. Um, and you can look for the podcast with her. She's incredible. She responded to my post about the book giveaway and she said, oh, I'm going to order Jen's book for my store. She has a store in Santa Barbara called Shopkeepers. And she said, oh, I'm going to order books, her more copies of your book, Bridget, and copies of Jen's book. And I was like, bing, 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 bing. We should do an event together there. And so we're going to be doing an event um, July 28th at Shopkeepers in Santa Barbara between two and four. So if you're in the Santa Barbara area, come come down and see Jen Pasteloff and me. That's, a, that's an incredibly magical thing that happened out of just this one little spark. And then one spark led a little fire and a bigger fire and a bigger fire and more sparks. And so all this magical stuff and everybody involved is completely excited about this. So it's like we all lit up and everybody's in there, you know, hanging those lanterns high in their yeah. own expression in their own way that they're doing that. Well, and it's so funny because I reconnected Annie, the, the artist I was talking yeah. about, and I were connected on Instagram. And she posted right after we talked the, the art that she did for my, my book cover. Oh my God! She posted it and she posted, you know, because the intention of the book cover was a dance between our human self and our spirit self. And it's a tree that's kind of personified in a, in a dance of two parts. And it also has a very watery feel to it, like a mm -hmm. spirit it's in blues and that sort of stuff. And so she posted the picture on Instagram and tagged me on posting the picture and said, you know, where are you in your dance between your humanness and your spirit? And then later, and mm -hmm. I just, you know, was able to comment and say, this is one of the gifts saying yes to that book gave me and it connected me to you. And one of my intentions is to get to Cornwall to actually meet her because we've oh. only met via Skype. We did That's the whole process for the book cover over Skype. Wow. And she's a mystical artist. Um, look up Annie B. Roberts, Annie B. Art. And she does amazing spirit, you know, based art. And, you know, she, she wrote, so when's the next book coming out? Mm. Oh my thing. God, that's great. So, you know, and I've had, I've have about four different book ideas, but as I've had that question come up in the last four days, like, wow, I can't tell you how many times and I wow. was like, okay, spirit's ready for me to get to work on that next, you know, the next book. And I wasn't sure what the next book was. And today I was talking with another friend who's very much in my life 
another version of you in the sense that when I speak to her amazing little sparks come up and she's like, so seriously, you're going to go and write something that isn't about your shamanic experience. You're going to go off and not write a book about being a shaman. And I was like, yeah, but there's other books like that. She goes, there were other books about listening to your spirit voice and you wrote that book. Oh, that's good. It's touched a lot of people. When we that's do good. that, that's one of those voices that yeah. comes up. Like other people have done it. Right. Other people will do it better than I have. Why me? Why me? Yeah. All of that. So it was really interesting that that came up. So all this, when we set these intentions and we start looking at what, how we can light up ourselves and our world. It's almost like just by even asking that question, the universe just starts going, Bridget, step forward, do an event, be yeah. your voice, do a, you know, video podcast, do yeah. all these different. And things. you and I both knew one of the things that was going to come out of it was doing a class. It was like, we ended it and we were like, oh my God, that was so good for us. We have to offer that for other people. Um, the other thing that came out of this is not related. So we, we came together to jumpstart our, um, our professional creativity. And uh, one of the amazing things that came out of it for both of us, and you don't know about mine yet, but is health stuff. Because you have to be you have to be really vital and healthy. Like I am in so in awe of Jen crisscrossing the United States. I'm so in awe of Liz Gilbert, who just posted the other day from the Netherlands. And she is completely a bright and shining. She had just arrived in the Netherlands the day before. I mean, she looks and she's like, I have so much energy. And her whole post was about how she has plenty of energy, even though she's like in a different city or country yeah. every day, whatever. And I'm in awe of, of that vitality. And I'm like, yeah, okay. So I have a big vision here. I'm going to have to have some really big vitality. And I also want to feel more comfortable in my body, more attractive, more, um, at home in my body. So, um, I want to lose some weight and, and I've just come off this big travel time and I have a really, I have a situation with, or I previously had a situation, I should say, with traveling and eating. Like I'm always, uh, some, there's something about traveling that says, oh, well, I'm traveling. It doesn't count. I can have this ice cream or whatever. So I, it's some most bizarre thing. It was again, little sparks, like one little spark. I saw intermittent fasting by somebody who had just started intermittent fasting. And then I saw like five seconds later, something else on intermittent fasting from someone else, something completely different, a totally different source. And I was like, oh my God, I feel like this is right for me. And I, so I started intermittent fasting on um, Saturday and I am so in love with it and I'm losing weight and I'm eating whatever I want during the eight hours that I eat. And then I don't eat for 16 hours and I'm so excited about intermittent fasting and I look better, I feel better, I'm vital. And I know that um, I'm, I'm a, a more clear vessel from which to create. So that's right. yet another thing that we didn't even set any intentions. We weren't even talking. There was nothing about, there was a little bit about health for right. you. And right. then, but you can, why don't you want to share your thing on health? Yeah, well, I had just come off of, 
I went from a sinus infection to bronchitis and was still in the fatigue of, you know, that energy of, you know, having a month of just, you know, not feeling well. But it was interesting because as I tracked it, um, first of all, if you looked at me, a lot of people would say, oh, you look better. You look more vital. Like, so something that I was already doing with my energy was reading better and I had lost some weight, but I was glowing, but I felt like crud. Right. You know, and it was really this thing I'd walk in and people go, wow, you're glowing. You look so great. And yeah, I would be like, and then I would cough and people would be like, Ooh, that's <laughs> not so good. So, um, what happened in, you know, at the, the thing was like, you know, what it was a bigger commitment to my health. And for me, my health, the commitment shifted on my health when I redrew some boundaries with my day job. Mm-hmm. Now, I went into my day job just wanting to work three days a week, not wanting to work full time, um, just wanting some steady income so that my client and my other stuff wasn't generated out of fear, so that I knew I had the basic nut covered. And that if a client rescheduled, I wasn't going, "Ah," you know, that I could just be in that space. Well, there's a saying that I used to say when I worked in a law firm is that competence sometimes will not be rewarded. It will be punished. Meaning Mm, if you're competent, people will look to you and just keep handing you more and more work. And that happened in my day job. Also because I like taking care of people and I like helping people. And in the process of my day job, one of my coworkers, mother was dying, was sick. And I had been through that a couple years before with my mom. So I wanted to work a little bit extra. So it was easier for her to come and go as she needed to for her mom. And then my boss got cancer and I stepped up and all of a sudden I was working 60, 70 hours a week and I didn't want, that wasn't what I wanted. And the people pleaser part of me, it took a lot. I had to exhaust myself before I could say no. And I said no a couple times, but it was like, no, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a firm like, no, this isn't what I agreed to. You're going to have to find something else. And the last conversation I had with them was, uh, your business plan that is relying on a person who is not full-time, did not commit to being a full-time person to solve your full-time problems is not a good business plan for you. It's so I'm clear. Not, Such I'm a clear not, communication. Yeah. I'm not going to do that for you. So like, I realized that a lot of my health issues that I had had and the tiredness and all of that were about me not taking care of myself. So as we went through this, I was like, yeah, I'm going to get a healing session. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. do that. And even from Saturday to today, my energy is so different. And, you know, I'm yeah. feeling like, you know, I went on a really long walk yesterday, which I hadn't had the energy to do. And I came home and I was, you know, my legs were tired, but I wasn't 
like it wasn't too much and it didn't push me. So I that's think, fantastic. I think the idea of when we create, go back to trying to create out of fear and that treadmill of creating out of fear, and you can call it whatever you want if you don't like the word fear, but that creation where you're, you're creating from your own self and you think you have to do it all yourself and you're not going to get any help from other people and you're not going to get any help from the universe and it's all on you and yeah. you have to do it all yourself, which to me is a very fear-based way of doing things. When we do that, we make ourselves sick. Yeah, because we're working too hard and we're not working again. We're not working with the divine. And that's what, that's what we were definitely working with the divine on Saturday and they stepped up and inspired us with all of like, okay, you need to get your health together. Okay. You need to do this. Like we, we were, the sparks were flying on uh, about every area of our life. That's going to support us having these visions actually come out into the world, which is so exciting. So I hope everybody that's listening is totally inspired by this. And we're going to um, have this course ready, hopefully very soon. And people can jump into it and, and start creating and start having sparks fly in their lives and start creating the things that they want to create that are important to them. And until then, you can check out Carol at carolwoodlift.com. And you can get her book, Scared to Sacred, um, on Amazon. And name, why don't you list your other books as well so that they... Well, the other book is the other non-compilation book. I'm in a couple compilation books. So we'll say I have two books. I'm probably in four or five, but people don't, people don't need to like go find the other ones. But the other book is, is called Stop Managing Stress. Um, 20 Questions to Reclaim Your Life. And it's really about some of these topics we were talking about instead of managing the effect, managing the stress, let's ask ourselves those key questions that can get us to the point where we're managing our lives instead of managing the stress. Very so, cool. That, Very yeah. cool. Yeah. So check her out and go check out Carol's um, Love Forward Talk again on the Superhero of Love channel, which, this, which the um, video version of this interview will be on, the Superhero of Love YouTube channel. Leave your reviews and definitely subscribe and also subscribe um, to the podcast if you like it um, on Apple Podcasts, I guess it is now, or it's going to be soon, Apple Podcasts instead of iTunes. So, <laughs> so subscribe. Um, and um, rate and review us because we'll bring more superheroes of love into the fold. And thank you, Carol Woodlove, for coming to the Superhero of Love podcast today. Thank you for having me. It's always fun, Bridget.